It's airstrikes in Syria. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. We are here at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference in Orlando, brought to you by Relay Indiana. We're going to get to more of what's going on here, but it is top news. It was actually a big news day last night. Airstrikes against Iranian-backed forces in Syria, this being on Joe Biden's 36th day as president of the United States, the Defense Department. Confirming the strikes, this from the press secretary, John Kirby. These strikes were authorized in response to recent attacks against American and coalition personnel in Iraq and to ongoing threats to those personnel. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now from the Indiana 3rd, Huntington, Fort Wayne, that whole area. He sits on the House Armed Services Committee. He joins us on the drivehubler.com hotline. Congressman Banks, let's start with the basics. Were you notified of this airstrike before it happened? Uh, no, Tony. As a rank-and-file member of the Armed Services Committee of the House, I, I wouldn't necessarily be notified. Um, Democrats often complain, though, for four years about not being notified when their, their leadership and the head of the Armed Services Committee, the relevant committees, were notified. So I'm, I'm not surprised about that, and I'm not surprised about the the, uh, the bombing of a isolated uh, facility. I mean, this was a ver very isolated, really, really uh, as minor as it comes, and checking the Iranian proxies and, and uh, bombing a, a building or a facility. Let's remember that a year ago when, when Donald Trump took out the biggest terrorist on the globe, Soleimani, the head of the IRGC, uh, Democrats went ballistic. They said it was going to cause uh, World War III. Um, so, so Donald Trump took out the biggest terrorist in the globe uh, and the, the, worst, uh, the worst of the worst when it came to uh, the, the actions of the Assad regime. Uh, Joe Biden has, has uh, blown up a building uh, to check the Iranians. I think, I think I'm okay with what Joe Biden did yesterday, although we don't know a whole lot about it or what it was in retaliation to specifically. But if, if these Iranian proxy groups continue to attack American soldiers, we should do more about it. Well, one of the things that came up here, and, and, and this is anecdotal, right? The group that I was with here at CPAC, uh, the Conservative Political Action Conference, was that we had looked at each other and said, did we, miss a, did we miss an attack? Did we miss something? Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't little skirmishes all the time. That doesn't mean that Iran isn't always uh, uh, sponsoring some level of terrorism, some level of, uh, of, of warmongering. This is what they do. This is who they are. Did, did America miss, as a story, some specific attack or series of attacks that— I certainly would argue warrant, everything warrants retaliation, but warranted this retaliation. Yeah, I, I don't know. Again, we haven't been briefed yet on what, what we're retaliating to. But, but, Tony, the bottom line here is that for four years, Democrats said this wasn't happening. They denied that these Iranian proxy groups were attacking American soldiers in Iraq. And now here, here Joe Biden and, and, and another example of the hypocrisy of the Democrat Party is doing what, uh, to a very small degree, what, what Donald Trump did that they attacked him for. But the other thing going on here that is a big part of this story is that what, why in the world would the Biden administration going to such lengths to renegotiate the Iran nuclear deal at a time where they're, they're also admitting that uh, Iran is and, and the Iranian-backed uh, proxies and, the, and, and uh, uh, what the, the Iran— in total, is uh, one of the biggest instigators on the globe of, of terrorism, and yet they're still trying to renegotiate the Iran nuclear deal with them. I mean, this is this is the most absurd part of of uh, what I what's come out of the uh, 
the 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 uh, uh, retaliation yesterday, the actions of the Biden administration. I'm scratching my head. I can't understand why in the world would they be still going at links to renegotiate the flawed Iran nuclear deal when they're when they're admitting at the same time that uh, Iran is a is is one of the worst actors on the globe. So this brings us to a, a part two conversation, talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana Third. These airstrikes uh, against uh, Syria, specific targets, and I, one of the uh, Reuters reporters uh, referred to the fact that the the strikes were narrowly tailored to try and not to lead to an escalatory cycle. The point that you uh, have, have, have started with here is that this is a very hypocritical take because anything President Trump did was warmongering. Anything President Trump did was the end of times. He doesn't respond. It's an escalatory move. He does respond. It's escalating uh, the tensions. As you see this, you, you mentioned two things that, that you discuss as hypocritical, and I'm not disagreeing. The idea of a return to the Iran nuclear agreement and this airstrike. What do you say to your constituents and what do you say to Hoosiers about what the Joe Biden foreign policy actually is? Well, I mean, it's, that's yet to be determined, but it's probably going to be a lot more like the failed Obama foreign policy. I mean, the same people in charge today under Biden were in charge under Obama and the, the failure of that administration. Remember that it was in October of or I'm sorry, it was in August of 2012. Tony, when 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 Barack Obama said that the Assad regime had crossed his red line and yet he didn't do anything about it. And by not doing anything about it, it was just a year later that the Assad regime gassed and killed hundreds of their own people. And it kept happening over and over again in Syria. That what, what happened when when Barack Obama said uh, the Assad regime has crossed the red line in Syria in August of, of 2012 and didn't do anything about it. That's what led to the. A disastrous uh, situation in Syria that um, that Donald Trump was responding to, and now that we're, I think we're going to see uh, Joe Biden responding to as well. So if if we take the same tack and we don't take uh, retaliatory measures against Iranian-backed uh, proxies, if we take the same tact and we don't do anything when when uh, the Assad regime crosses the red line, when we when we articulate and define what the red line is, then we're going to see. Uh, the, the world become a far more, much more dangerous place. I'm one who happens to believe that the world was a much safer place after four years of Donald Trump. I, it, it's inarguable to me, whether you're talking about North Korea or the Middle East or Syria or um, even checking uh, China and Russia and great power competition. Uh, Donald Trump made the world a safer place by leading the way. And now we have Joe Biden saying we're going to we're going to follow our allies and lead from behind again, just like we did under Obama. And we saw it fail then. We're going to see it fail again. Give me two minutes, one minute for each question, 120 seconds of your time. You've got the COVID relief bill going on tonight, that vote happening um, within the next uh, start, I should say, within the next uh, few hours. You already have the Senate being told by the parliamentarian, sorry, you can't add an increase to the minimum wage uh, into that. Uh, Where is your vote on this COVID relief package? Your thoughts on it 60 seconds ago. Well, I'm a, I'm a big no on the COVID relief bill. It's bad for it's bad for our economy. We're already we've already been told by Larry Summers, the chief economic advisor to Barack Obama, is going to devalue the dollar. It's going to send our economy into a tailspin. It's going to add a couple of trillion more to a national debt that's disastrously too high. And it's filled with goodies for Democrats. Only a small fraction of it, only five percent of it, goes toward addressing the pandemic. One percent for vaccines. 
and a whole lot of pork uh, for Democrats, Tony. So it's an easy no vote for me, and, and my, my, uh, my, district, my district expects me to vote no as well. One more question. The House passed the Equality Act. Uh, this is a conversation about who has rights, people who uh, are transgender or girls who want to play sports. That's really how it's kind of boiled down. Your thoughts on it, your vote on it, and what do you think happens in the Senate? Well, Tony, I have three daughters, uh, 11, 9, 7 years old, and, and uh, what this bill does to destroy girls' sports, to redefine uh, uh, gender roles in our society is dangerous. It also makes third-trimester, late-term abortions a civil right in this country. It's a, it's a dangerous bill. It's, ra- it's radical uh, to the nth degree. It passed the House. I, I don't see how it gets 60 votes in the Senate, so I'm not, I'm not going to lose too much sleep over it at this point. Congressman Jim Banks, you got the vote tonight. Are we going to see you uh, at CPAC tomorrow? I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll look for you, Tony. I'm speaking on the stage with Kevin McCarthy. We're going to talk about the future of the Republican Party. and We're going to have a lot to say. I'm not moderating? Uh, you, if if uh, CPAC would allow you to, you'd be the best moderator I could think of. Honestly, I'm just going to walk right up there. Who's going to stop me? Congressman <laughs> Jim Banks, always a pleasure, sir. On the DriveHubler.com hotline, sir. Thank you. Really appreciate it. 